Hello everybody and welcome back to NMI when you need more info. Hey, it's Nate here. So uh, just to let you know that we actually lost about a minute and a half of two minutes of the footage, the audio footage from the start of the audio footage, audio file, who knows? But anyway, we lost about a couple of minutes before the start and uh, yeah, but we get into the nice little conversation bit at the beginning, but we hope you do enjoy the episode and um, yeah, I might, I might try and give you a little bit of a preview as we go into the episode, but then the audio will cut and I'll make a distinction when the audio does cut to the next section. So yeah, enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. When you need that info, need more info for that podcast time, you need to join the show for all that NMI, 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 when you need more info. Okay, so that was sort of like the, <laughs> the intro that we went for before. But anyway, enjoy the episode. Speak to everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah, so I seen Secret Invasion last night and I uh, can't give you spoilers uh, about how, how I felt about this series that will come up later in the next yeah I mean honestly it's uh, going to be very interesting to say the least to be honest but obviously you know we are definitely looking forward definitely looking forward to checking out uh, a review for that later on so obviously people you know we like to do a bit of an intro first so James have you been to me since we last did the podcast I think when was the last time we did a podcast it was about it was a couple of weeks ago now when we did Mission, when we did, um, did what, Mission Impossible did, no oh yeah because I did Ted Lasso by myself uh, so it's actually been more weeks than we did The Witcher part one uh, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to ditch us soon just to do podcasts oh, you know I'm going to be I'm going to be that goddamn diva that's for sure I'm going yeah. to <laughs> gonna clone yourself and do podcasts with your uh, with clones I mean well you know att- Attack of the Nates oh god yeah. oh fuck that no even I'm like hell no to that to be honest but yeah, no. What, what have you been up to since we last uh, podcasted? Um, procrastinating with this conversation, so I can figure out something. Uh, what have I been up to? Um, watching Mission Impossible. Still haven't watched Oppenheimer yet. I really want to watch that. It's on my. It's on my list. Hopefully next week. Um, Probably be less busy to be honest with you, because I'm. That's true. I'm, so no, it's been quite packed, isn't it? I'm trying to go see Barbie. It's it's absolutely packed, and then you know the cinema, and also yeah. the um, both of them near us are absolutely. And I've just seen people. I've seen constant pink in town. I don't know if you have as well, but no, like, I haven't noticed that. I'm 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 a spectacularly unobservant person, so I've not noticed that at all. I mean, I think putting those two films together, a lot of people thought, oh, it's going to be like awful for box yeah. office. It's kind of working perfectly for both of them. I mean, to be honest. if if they, if they did sequels, they should uh, have Greta Gerwig um, direct. Oppenheimer, you can't do an Oppenheimer. Actually, but you know what I mean. Killian Murphy has come out and said he does want to star in the Barbie, uh, the Barbie sequel. I was going to say I want to see, I want to see a Christopher Nolan uh, Barbie sequel. Is what I got to say. What three hours of trying to figure out what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, no, I am looking forward to Oppenheimer to be honest, because yeah. for one thing, I'll be able to understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, two, I'm really like liking the fact that Killian Murphy has finally got a leading role yes, in, the, in a movie. Uh, obviously, well, he's been with... you say you say finally, he's had leading roles beforehand, but, so... but in a Nolan movie. That's true, I was going to say. Yeah. And also, fun fact, I don't know if you noticed, I think I'll put it in the chat, both films at the box office have been Batman villains. Okay. Uh, Scarecrow and Harley Quinn. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, you're so right. it's like, a, yeah. it's not just a Boppenheimer uh, combo, it's a, it's a, it's a Batten-Boppenheimer combo. Like, uh, I'd, I'd, I'm very intrigued oh. by that, to be honest. It's really weird to, like, think, like, two major villains are leading the 
box office and it's both um, I don't know if Oppenheim is Warner Brothers as well I don't think it is I'm not sure I can't remember I mean I know a lot of what Nolan did used to do was with Warner Brothers I can't remember it's still with yeah. I know. I know Mattel is Barbie but I don't know who's publishing it but anyway uh, games wise any played any games at all or I'm still getting my way through uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns I've finished all the DLCs recently so I'm now uh, full speed ahead on fin- trying to finish the main campaign how are they I liked it I mean I, I enjoyed all the DLCs I heard they're short Quite sure. So you get you, so each DLC, you get a new um, new hero to play with. You get uh, free missions, and also if you have all all four DLCs, once you completed all the mission packs, all those free missions, you get another special mission, um, which completes the whole uh, story that they're telling. Okay, I do like that. You know, actually having a reason to have all the DLCs come together and everything. Uh, myself, I'm playing Remnant 2 at the moment. Don't know okay. if you've heard of that. I don't know that one. It's like a it's like a Dark Souls esque game, but each world, each there's like five or six worlds, but they're randomly generated each playthrough. So one person might have it. It's like mm. a gun combat um, Dark Souls. I think actually you quite like it because. There's a lot of checkpoints. It depends how much. Okay, checkpoints would help. I was going to say. There's a lot of checkpoints. There are. That's the reason why I like because it. Because well. I love. I love Dark Souls, but oh, oh my god, am I bad at those games? Oh, you know, we're, we're both fucking awful. And did we both complete <laughs> Elden Ring? No. No, exactly. We didn't fucking complete that. I, st- I stopped off. Yeah, I stopped off. At, I, I stopped at a point where apparently a lot of people uh, drop off at Elden Ring. So, um, but I got quite far into it. So I was quite happy with how far I got into Elden Ring. I mean. But, I think I got about 125, 126 hours into Elden Ring. I didn't like 220. Yeah, oh no, we, we've got a friend who's like 400, 500 hours. So like, well. there are people we know who go above and beyond for it. But um, yeah, so I think uh, outside of that though, obviously people you're here to listen to us review for Mission Impossible and I'm blanking on the, oh, Bloody Secret Invasion. I just said it at the beginning. It was only five minutes mm-hmm. ago. Uh, just to make people aware, we it's, we we, see, we do seem to be going into review mode lately because... Um, We've got uh, The Witcher. We're going to be doing The Witcher Season 3 Part 2. The the unfortunate farewell to Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. So I'm going to have... I will have a lot to say. So no, I can be quite generous in my reviews. If you know The Witcher thing. But you'll, you'll find out when we talk about it. I've not seen the second part yet. But one thing I do want to caveat whenever we talk about The Witcher TV series. Is if you're going to review it as an adaptation of source material... Oh my god, it's so low out of ten. It's it's an abomination. It, 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 I'll, I'll fully admit it's an abomination of source material. The source material is so much better, um, but I don't mind watching the Witcher series. So, I, I mean, we'll definitely get into that. We will definitely get into that, to be honest. But um, yeah. So I think um, I think we're gonna get into it now. So obviously. What we're going to do today, people, we're going to we're going to do something a little bit different. So obviously with our episodes, we have time codes synced for our episodes. So if you don't, we are going to do a spoiler section for each of these movies and TV shows. But don't worry, we will pre-warn you. And also we will have time codes and actually split it up. And also maybe like a one, two minute conversation between them as well. So if the audio does overlap a little bit and you actually go into the next segment, don't worry because we will be making sure that doesn't happen. So if you haven't seen Mission Impossible and you want to go straight to Secret Invasion or vice versa, just check the time code and we could definitely take care of that for you. I'll be doing that ahead of time. And uh, yes, yeah, so I think um, I think we're definitely going to get into it now. So right, I think we're going to start with Mission Impossible, shall we? I think uh, yep. let's do the mission, let's do the impossible task of getting this review done quickly. So James, initial impressions for Dead Reckoning. Fucking loved it. So well, okay, I really really enjoyed it. Um, massively action packed. Main criticism, which we might delve into at some point, is I feel that it could have been a bit more story. I felt there was almost 
too much action uh, at some point, especially during the middle. I would have liked I would have liked some uh, plot elements to have um, had a bit more breathing room. So it's interesting because obviously um, I have a similar thing to you. I, I do think it was a bit too long in my opinion. Like I think two hours. I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't mind the length. I mean, that's one thing I personally didn't mind. Long film, two and a half, long-ish film, two and a half hours, but it it did fly by for me. I think the reason I'm more in a case of like it was a bit too long because this is part one. Yes. That's my own concern because obviously with um John Wick uh, chapter four, the mm. the final John Wick movie, as we know, of course, um that was two. This that was actually the same time as this movie. Right, yeah. But um, that was a finite end. Well, that was a f- was finished ending. Like, be, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think like they could have. I don't know what how because obviously all people have seen going into this movie is basically like I saw behind the scenes footage of the train sequence. Like they built, they actually built that train to throw it off a cliff, which okay, was interesting. Well, yeah. The motorcycle stunt everyone knew about, yes, like yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. there was a ramp and the CGI hill, which I thought was brilliant. Uh, but I do agree with you. The mission, the story was a bit lacking but i think that's because it was a part one like, i think when uh, it, when i it think is... so 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 i'm not I'm, I'm not going to forgive it for that just because it's a part one doesn't mean you, you can be doesn't give an excuse to be lacking in story i'm not going to let that be an excuse i oh, know but i think it's a case of like um but maybe i'll expand it in, in part two but like I, I, either way I've, I've, well, I can't give it a pass just for being a part one. No, no, I, I completely agree. And I think I think for me, it's a case of... I think the story will be, once it's fully told, then we'll get that understanding. But yeah. I also do want to know why it was part one and part two. If, like... Because every other Mission Impossible film hasn't done this. Why was this one... I think, because yeah. originally, they did say it was a conclusion a conclusion to the in Ethan Hunt yes, franchise. Yeah. yeah. But now they're saying it's not. And I'm like, don't, don't yeah. give us a part one and a part two... Yeah. and it's what's called it's called dead reckoning and when you see the film so when you see the film people this would this should really be a conclusion because you can't really go at where else, where this is going next but i don't know how you're going to top this movie story wise unless he jump, be, just mean, jumps from space i mean it's going to be interesting i'm looking forward to uh finding out where it goes and it so, is only uh, one year away potentially i mean it's depends on the writer's strikes that is very true strikes. to be honest yeah but we won't we won't dive into that too much no, no. Yeah, so obviously coming into this movie, obviously we see Ethan Hunt in what was supposed to be his final adventure in the IMF, the Impossible Mission Force team, going up against a um, very interesting enemy. We won't discuss the enemy too much until the spoiler section because I feel that's needed more for the spoiler section. But I think Tom Cruise, the man is just a goddamn fucking stunt machine. Like he is, you say what you will about Tom Cruise, Hmm. he's a great actor. Yeah. But he is an amazing actor in regards to this. Like he, he puts his life on the line for the. I, for I, do, I, I do have massive respect for uh, Tom Cruise in terms of his acting and um, Mission Impossible uh, series and how he, uh, yeah, does 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 a lot of his own stunts and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he does all of his own stunts really. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. when he broke his ankle for the last movie, um, yeah, like obviously jumping off the hill in this one. Uh, also, he held his breath for six minutes. That was uh, Rogue Nation, yeah. Which was beaten by Kate Winslet. I didn't realise that, didn't that, but... She held her breath for seven minutes for the ne- for the latest Avatar movies. Oh, so Kate Winslet That's... learned from Titanic how to yeah. hold her breath a bit more. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, you know, with um, this movie, it, I think this movie is starting to show, like, Ethan Hunt's limitations to a degree. Like... I mean, yeah, we could still see him run, run like a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, but I'm thinking we are starting to see his limitations, and Tom Cruise does give a great portrayal in that, and I do think. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, so you mean you mean as a character? Kind of... Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Ethan Hunt has always been the character who can pretty much do anything. And I think this mission, this mission and movie, yeah. does show that there, it's, maybe this mission might be impossible. He's got vulnerabilities. Yeah, and also this mission might be impossible. Like, yeah. I think this movie finally shows us the title to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've Obviously, you know, we could talk about the other actors as well. Uh, Hayley Atwell, specifically, who came into this movie now as the character of Grace, um, Ethan's new ally. We won't go into her character too much until the spoiler section, but she, coming from Marvel and being Peggy Carter, um, yeah. or, Cap, or Captain Carter as well, I'm, I'm hoping she comes back to the MCU as Captain Carter. Because I think she gives a great action performance in this. She yeah. shows that she is an action star. Yeah, that's true. And it's interesting because obviously, you know, um, I think Tom Cruise was about thirty years old when he did the first Mission Impossible movie, which means right. Haley Atwell. Six was yeah. Yeah, so Haley Atwell is like still almost twenty years younger than he did his first Mission. Impossible. So if they if they let's say did a spin off of the Mission Impossible franchise, I'd be down for seeing her in like a spin off. I think yeah. she gives a great performance for the role she has in the movie. Yeah. Uh you know, Christopher McCrory as just reading on Twitter um Wiki here, described her as a destructive force of nature. She really does do a lot in this movie, which does cause a lot of yeah, concern. Uh... Yeah. So, um, obviously, you know, we have other characters, Ving Rames as uh, Luther Stickle and uh, Simon Pegg as... Uh, Mantis. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 no. Um, as Benji Dunn coming back for the films uh, and Rebecca Ferguson as Elsa Faust. Obviously, the, these characters were in the previous movie. Um, you know, she was in Fallout, Rogue Nation, Fallout, the other early movies. How did you find these characters in the movie? I mean, Simon Pegg's always great. So, or, 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 always want to see more of Simon Pegg, to be fair. Um, I do feel he, and actually think about thinking about it back, I do feel we could have been a little bit more Simon Pegg. There were some were some great scenes with him, but I feel with some of the previous films maybe had some better scenes. I'm thinking the start of uh, Ghost Protocol, where Simon and Pegg's character and Tom Cruise infiltrate the Kremlin. That's a fantastic um, double act kind of kind of, kind of scene. Um, but generally, of course, he he's great. Um, Thing Rames, oh yeah, I think Thing Rames. Great to see him back in a basically full, um, in, in in a much more extended role than before. He's mainly been cameos in the last few films, so it's good to see him have like a uh, a bigger part again. I would say that, but also I think this film, some interesting things are going to happen with him in this in this film going forward, which I will talk about in the spoiler section. I think right. he's going to be a pivotal part of the 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 films going forward. Him and um, Simon Pegg's character, I okay. do think um yeah. that um. Rebecca Ferguson as Ilsa Faust. Yeah, I mean she's always she's always great. I do, I do, I do like the character. So uh, yeah, what do you what do you think? Uh, so I think like she does give a good performance there for how long she is in the movie because a lot of these characters aren't in the movie long in the movies you expected. It is primarily a Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell movie. Really, it's you know yeah. it's Ethan Hunt and Grace's movie, and the other characters are in the movie, but they're not as prominent as the uh, other ones. I do think Simon Pegg is probably. The only other character in the movie, apart from the villains, who does have the most prominent, uh, yeah. and also he has some funny sequences in this movie, to be honest. And um, that's true. He also has a very pivotal role in like how the final train sequence goes. We've all seen it in the trailers and everything, so yeah. Uh, but we're, we're not going to go into that too much. Uh, but for Rebecca Ferguson, for how much she's in it, I do think she does give a great performance, to be honest. Yep. Um, obviously, we have the uh, return of Vanessa Kirby as. Um, Alana Mitsopolis, the uh, black arms dealer. Yeah, she's always great, I think. 
I mean, there is. Uh, I know she's going to be in the new Napoleon movie coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fine. I believe I believe she's going to be uh, Napoleon's wife, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing her like go from Mission Impossible to a historic movie. Yeah. And yeah, again, she is always great, as you said. Um, but uh, Esai Morales as Gabriel. Oh yeah, he was he was good. He he, he was main villain. He was really good. Yeah. So uh, any any more any more on him at all, or is it like? Oh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking. I'm definitely looking forward to. Um... Yeah, I mean, he was. He he was good, so but it's not. It's not. It's hard to talk too much about giving away spoilers. Yeah, I think his character will have to leave for the spoiler section. The same as Plum, Plum Clementine, good old Mantis yes, from yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. as uh, Paris. Um, it's good to see her in something else. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I, don't, I don't I don't see her in the MCU. So. I'm wondering if she'll be in the DCU. I was I was, a lot of people were actually kind of hoping for her to be Lois Lane. Really? Because well, Lois Lane in some iterations has been Asian. Oh yeah, I mean. I, 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 yeah, okay. I mean, it's not that which is which, which is my surprise. I just kind of like, I don't know. I, I just don't necessarily. I just didn't really see her as as that character. Okay. But um, but doesn't necessarily mean that can work. It's just not not a name that would immediately come to my I mind. I mean, Asai Morales for me, I think he was a great villain. Uh, we can't really talk about it until the spoiler section. But when it does come to that, he was one of the main villains in the Titans TV show. He was Deathstroke. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, he 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 did a good good portrayal of Deathstroke in that yeah. show, um, um, compared to Manu Bennett from Arrow, the Arrowverse. Yes, yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see how it goes forward going into part two with him because I think we can say that essentially because yeah, it's yeah. a two part movie. The villain's not probably not going to die in the first part. That was one um, of the things I was trying to hold off saying, but okay. No, I think we can say that because I think uh, I think he is advertised for both parts as well. Okay. So yeah, um, also. Interesting. So Paris, uh, Clementine's character shares the same name as Leonard, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy's character from the original Mission Impossible TV series. Yeah, I didn't know Leonard Nimoy was in that, and I didn't. Sorry, no, I never didn't either. It's not the least of uh, obviously, bringing back the uh, character of Eugene uh, Kittredge, who was in the first Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. See, that's why I was, I was really hoping this was the conclusion to the franchise, because yeah. if you are literally looping back to this, because there's a scene in this film between um, Ethan Hunt and Kittredge, which we're yeah. not too many spoilers, which does almost mirror the first Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, was, it was, I mean, I kept myself spoiler free for this, and it's definitely um, was different from what I built up in my head, um, what I kind of thought it might be considering it was going to, considering it was going to be wrapping up the series yeah uh so let's uh, let's come off that now uh so obviously we talk about the actors um obviously we, we've spoken about a little about the stunts but that the stunt work in this movie is absolutely ridiculous mm. yeah how, how did you how did you find it uh the stunt work is always great i mean it's, it, they always keep one upping themselves uh during the during every production of mission as possible so i, I would say top-notch stunt work um I mean, so it's action, action the whole way through. You've got a really entertaining car uh, chase sequence, which is um, a little different from uh, previous chase sequences, or at least there's a, there's a unique angle to it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, well, it's in the trailers. Uh, you know, the, the very tiny car is in the trailers, so we do get okay. to see that. But how that does play out, I do definitely agree with yeah, you. It's, it's cool. definitely unique in how they approach that. Um, the one thing I do love about this film. Very little CGI. Well, for what CGI is in the movie, like yes, a lot of practical. Like we don't see a lot of practical effects or practical stuff. I mean, apart, apart from near the end, that felt quite CGI to me. I mean, they did have the train sequence, and I I know they did throw a train off a mm. bridge. Well, so I know they did yeah. do that. I don't know if maybe there was like CGI enhancements, which they do sometimes to enhance the situation. Yes, yeah. But 
I do love how that scene played out. And I do think, obviously, we, we will t- probably talk about the, the jump that everyone knows about that's been advertised. I think they should have hidden that, to be honest. Yeah. That jump, I think that should have been... No, that's it, that's it was true. front and center for every trailer. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe there's more to it. Yeah. But then maybe they could have hidden it a bit more. But uh, yeah, all, all around though, I think um, this movie is absolutely brilliant. Yep. Uh, I, I can't wait for part two in a year's time, if if depending depending in a few years time. But hopefully we do get that, and I know Tom Cruise is actually trying to help with that as well at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, so obviously you know, as you love it as well. Do you want to give your final thought roundup and a review a review uh, number? Yeah. So balls out uh, action the whole way through. Um, doesn't very very lets up pace. Uh, I I did like. The central villain. Uh, I did like the unique angle, um, villainous angle to the whole thing, which is a little bit different. Although I also understand there might be some issues with that. We'll get back. We'll get into it in the spoiler section. Um, one complaint I do have is that I felt there could have been a bit more, uh, more plot, a bit more uh, story. I felt sometimes it was a little bit too much action when, after like certain action sequences m- m- midpoint, I think it needed to. Um, have a little bit of a break and do a bit more plot. Uh, but otherwise, I felt the whole thing uh, flowed really well. Um, two and a half hours went past really quickly. And my final score for this is going to be an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I, um, that's that's good rating, man. That is a very good rating. I, I've noticed like the last few films and shows we've seen, we've been given, uh, we've been given some pretty good ratings too, to be honest. Uh, I'm definitely with you on that. I think, I do like see where you're coming from in regards to the narrative plot. I do think that, when we do see part two, that's how the narrative will come together, yeah. which I do think is a slight hindrance to me, in my opinion, because, yeah. mind you, Infinity Infinity War was the exact same. Like, that did literally have a stopping point, and that had the, the final part a year later. So I can't really take it against that, but I do yeah. think that... But Infinity, Infinity, War- Infinity, Infinity War did have some good plot stuff. Um, like with... For, I mean, for instance, you have the stuff of, like, Thanos... Um, there's a lot of backstory to Thanos in, 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 in Infinity War, which really helped kind of like break up the um, action sequences and give more context to the plot and story and his motivations. No, I completely agree. I think it was just a case of like, obviously this is part one and part two. I do think like if they added a bit more depth, uh, there is one character I want to talk about in the spoiler section who seems to be integral to the plot, but yeah. she's not really... I don't know what's going on there with her. Fair. We'll talk about it in the spoiler section. But yeah, I think uh, myself, I'm going to give this, I think I'm going to give this an 8.5 as well. Like, I think we're, it's been a while since we've given the exact same rating yeah. for her. So I think with the 8.5, agreeing with you, the narrative does drop it down half. I think I'm only going to drop it down half a point for that because I think outside of that, this is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, get to the cinema while you can to watch it because I think Tom Cruise is going to try and keep this in the cinema for a while, even though it's... It's going up against bloody Oppenheimer and Barbie at the moment. It like yeah. it's been so packed at the cinema these last this past month. It's ridiculous. Oh, but to be fair, I, I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see that. So I, I don't want to see cinemas die because that was a whole conversation, well, wasn't it, a little while ago? That's fair, but sometimes too much overlap is bad. Yeah, and that could be a, that could be a cause for concern with budgets and box office and okay. stuff like that. So that's my concern as well. Fair. And I th- to be fair, I think most people have seen the Mission Impossible movie if they're going to watch it now anyway. But yeah, we're going to give that an 8.5. And uh, Unless we want to factor in focuses with you. We have no idea what, what that score is going to be, but we will always assume it's going to I be mean, a classic Fergus 6 for everything. Well, he's so, not seen any, any of the Mission Impossible movies. He's not, so. he's, he's not, so we are going to give us 8.5. Yeah, so we're going to give us a classic 8.5 for us. So yeah, right people, 
we are now going to get into the spoiler section for the movie and uh, we're going to give you the pre-warning for this and then please stick around afterwards or please skip to the time code section if you want to go straight to the Secret Invasion review uh, for the non-spoiler review and then spoiler review for that and then for our little lovely outro. So, we're going to count down from 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Spoiler discussion time! Shall we go and talk about the Entity then? Let's talk about the Entity. So... I really, I'm, I managed to keep myself spoiler free, so I didn't actually know um, what the main, main villain in the comments was going to be, uh, which turns out to be, which is revealed in the very first scene of the film. I really like that intro scene, and the main villain is in fact an AI, an artificial intelligence. Um, so I, I thought, and I, 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 so I saw some other people who didn't like it because of that, because, and, and I can understand their points because it's nicer to have. You know, a, a human kind of like villain as opposed to what is essentially an abstract villain essentially which I do agree with but counterpoint would be that I'm all for I, I, I like the fact that it was something different so I like the fact that it was something different so I just like I like that idea I do hope to see more things that the Entity does in the second film there was only like a couple of points where I thought the Entity was really uh, coming into play in 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 a, in a good way. In particularly, the place that I liked most in terms of that would have been where um, the entity starts to misdirect Tom Cruise, his character Ethan Hawke, uh, when he's running around the streets, and uh, that was really cool. But I would, I would love to have seen a bit more of that. That did make me giggle. Like you said Ethan Hawke, and I'm like, do you mean Ethan Hunt? Ethan Hunt, Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. <laughs> Mind you, that's a really it's a really simple way to like go yeah. back and. Uh, any more final points on the entity? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I like, I like to. No, I mean, that's all my points. I just think it, there could have been a bit more times when it was clearly manipulating, like we, uh, like with the events in those streets. Um, I think I've made my points. Uh, I'm wondering, like, I'm surprised if the entity can like could manipulate people's voices, which I thought was very clever. Yes, yeah. and I do how love it. Like, shut out. Um, uh, the uh, Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg's characters. I do love how that played out. I do. My concern is, if it knows everything and is twelve steps ahead, how is Ethan Hunt going to beat an AI? That's my major concern. I I don't. Yep. I'm hoping they haven't. They don't come up with a dumb solution for the finale. Same. Same. I hope not as well. So I'm. I'm hopeful they won't. We'll see. We'll see. So I know they switched to analog, didn't they, at the end of yes. the film? So that couldn't be. So that's gonna be one thing which which is gonna give them an, an, an advantage, I would say. But the thing is, but, though, there's too many satellites in the world, too many cameras in the world now, and I'm wondering, yeah. you know, mind you, I guess, and they can't, they don't have the face tech anymore as well. So that's gonna be an interesting thing. Because obviously that got destroyed, and the train, or no, just before the train. Yes. Um, I did like the fact that like Gabriel's character is being controlled by the entity. Yes, I did yeah. like that. Same, yeah, yeah. So he's like he's literally the human analog. He's kind of like allowing himself to be controlled by it. Yeah, because what was that machine he was in? Like, it he he basically in the in, near the end of the movie, people he comes out of this machine that's had like a, a face visor on him, and like he's in a crate possibly, and. I can't, I, I can't remember that actually. That yeah, basically, yeah, they're on the train and he, yeah. he comes out of this thing and he, the, the little dope is that he pulls oh, his right, mask yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck I, was I, that? I do remember it now. I'm not sure. I, I didn't I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really register it. I kind of ignored that. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I was just I was, I was just trying to work out what was going on there. Another character I want to talk about is also the character of Marie, a woman from Ethan and Gabriel's past. So, I'm... 
I don't know. Like, I'm hoping because she, she I, fi- I don't know if she's literally a plot device because obviously, spoiler alert, people, we do lose um, Rebecca Ferguson in this movie. She defends uh, Hayley Atwell's character and she does die, which I thought was a great badass uh, exit for her. You know, mm. I do love the fact, I do love a strong woman who, you know, shows how badass she is, but also doesn't have like a weak exit. She goes out like a proper fighter. Right, yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I was kind of concerned with Hayley Atwell's character at one point, but. Yeah, I'm wondering with Marie kept if that's going to come back in the next one. Also, did they de-age the did CGI? De-age like the characters in that sequence? Because I heard, I certainly it certainly looked like uh, oh, oh, Gabriel's character was de-aged certainly. Yeah, because I know there was a there was a conversation about actually having a sequence at the start of the movie mm. set in 1989 with a de-aged Tom Cruise. Oh, okay, so when it's it's a very brief kind of like clip, we don't really see see any, see, see it in in depth. So you recently you recently rewatched the movies, if I'm correct. No. Okay. So, but but I love Mission Impossible movies. I've seen most of them at least twice. So the sequence with um with Rebecca's character, um, like when she goes to die, and Ethan running through like the narrow alleyways in the silhouette of him, was that that was almost a one for one shot of the first film, if I'm correct. When right. when that person gets killed at the beginning in the fence, and he's running through the alleyways to try and get there and everything. I can't. I can't. It's been a long time since I've seen the first film. Long time. I mean, I do think that's like I, I do love how they're making parallels to the first movie. I do like yeah. also how they're talking about how you do get into the IMF and what happens to you in regard to that and yep. Ethan's backstory there. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's gonna be some sort of deeper level of connection between Ethan and Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. Because the because there's a level of betrayal there that sort of goes a, like a whole other level to me. Yeah. Someone how it's gonna play out. Um I did like the um the sequence with uh Carrie um Carrie Ellis. Okay, oh, who's that? Uh he is the character of um he was the director of the um the military uh Carrie Ellis, I'm just gonna bring up a patch uh, so El- Elwis. Oh right, that guy, the politician. I kinda guessed he was gonna be like the, the betrayer, I'm not gonna lie a little bit. Like Yeah, yeah. Because Kittridge was too on the nose to be the betrayer. That's true. Yeah. But I do like the fact that like um when Ethan came into the scene with those gas bombs, which was fucking yeah, that was badass. Great scene. That was like, great scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um and obviously that's this that was the scene I was talking about, the parallel in the parallel I thought talk. It was. Yeah. I mean I remember I remember seeing that scene in the trailers and that's why I I kind of like I, I built up my own story in my head as what it was based on Paul and that scene and I thought it would be a lot more I thought it would be a lot more to do with his past than it was. Yeah, no, I completely I completely agree. So obviously, you know, we come that final train sequence supposedly is much longer in the unedited version of the movie and there's rumours they might release a, a longer version of the movie with that. I did love the car I did love the driving through um Paris sequence though. Yeah, with Hancock and very um Handcuff button in the wrong way, which makes it awkward to drive, which was the, um, that was a little bit I was hinting at, so, um, which made it kind of like unique to, uh, as a driving sequence. And I do love the fact that second time this year, we've had a Paris drive out, like, oh, yeah, John because Wick 4. John Wick, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, apparently if you want a good car chase, film Paris. And make sure you drive a tiny car. Yeah. Because I don't know how it's going to play out. Um... Yeah, I, I do like how uh, Plum Clementive's character, she is an absolute badass fighting that movie. Yeah. 
like especially when she goes out at the end and the entity knew that she was going to betray like yeah it's kind of, it's, it's kind of an interesting character I mean obviously it starts starts off starts off almost Joker-esque in my mind just with, yeah. just in that just in that car sequence just literally just out for mayhem um, but then ends up um, and ends up saving uh, Ethan Hunt Hunt yeah not Hawk Hunt my. Uh, let's let's talk about it briefly because we didn't talk about it in the actual conversation. But um, Shay Wiggum and uh, Greg Tarzan Davies yeah. as Jasper Briggs and Degas. So obviously oh, these are yeah, the CIA, CIA agents, agents tracking down. I knew that I knew they were gonna like sort of like not completely go onto Ethan's side at the end, but yeah, like because yeah. obviously Degas is constantly like you know questioning what if what if Ethan's right? Because you know the whole point of this movie, people, is basically. The U.S. is trying to get power over this. Basically, the, there's a there's a skeleton key which gives you control of the AI, the entity. Yeah. And there's a great sequence at the beginning with the submarine and like the manipulation of it, which I did kind of guess would happen because, mm. like, when you activate an AI, it's going to betray you very early on. Like. Yes. Okay. So that's why we don't want AI. Yeah. Conversations, people. Conversations <laughs> there, possibly, but no. And I, I've well, James Cameron has been telling us since the early '80s, do not fuck with AI. That's true. That is true. And yeah. he's actually been saying that very recently as yeah. well. Again, like I fucking told you, yeah. I told you. But no, I, I do love their characters, and I do love how they are trying to get Ethan the entire time. But it was even at the end, they do have like a very, very slight begrudging respect for Ethan, like because obviously he saves most people's lives and everything, and they can see that he's not you know, trying to put the situation into his, like, advantage. It's, he's just trying to get the, the job done. Yeah. That's his job. How, how did you find both of them? I liked it. I mean, I, I I kind of... Yeah, I mean, I did enjoy that aspect of it. I'm interested to see how that develops in the second one, because it kind of, like, still left... It still kind of left it in the same dynamic, where, um, you know, where one of them is, is still anti-Ethan, uh, and the other one is kind of, like, still questioning whether... He wants to whether Ethan is actually doing the right thing. So, be interested to see how that dynamic uh, goes. Um, they're kind of like a spoiler, really, for um, what Ethan was doing. Um, they kind of, I suppose, was there comedy with them? I think there was comic moments when they were with Ethan. I think there were. So what I was about to say is maybe it's, it's, it reminds me a little bit of Ghost Protocol. Um, I think it's Ghost Protocol, it might not be. Uh, no, it's Rogue Nation. That's one, sorry. It's Rogue Nation that reminds me of, which is... No, it's not. No, it's Ghost Protocol. Too, too many bloody... Uh, Ghost Protocols is the Dubai one, isn't Go- it? Ghost Protocols is the Dubai one, but it, Ghost Protocol does start with the Kremlin. Yeah, so it is Ghost, it, it is Ghost Protocol I'm thinking of. I uh, was right the first time, don't doubt myself. Um, where you have the Russian agent hunting down um, Ethan because he thinks he's responsible for the... Um, a terrorist incident of the Kremlin, so that's it. Felt it reminded me of that dynamic, but with maybe a bit more comedy. Yeah, no, but, I, I I completely agree there. Yeah, uh, so obviously, um, going in, how do you think Ethan might destroy the entity? I, obviously, I, well, actually, no. Let's get into a quick point. I forgot to mention Ving Rhames' character. I said how he's going to be pivotal. Yes, like I do love the fact he's like I'm going completely off the fucking grid. You will not hear from me. He is going to use an offline laptop to find the single line of code. Because I think there is a thing like yeah. if you could find a control line of code, like you could break the system. Yes. And I do I do love the fact that, 
you know, he, his character portrays such an intelligent character and he's going to be very pivotal yeah. to the final sequence. My concern is, could his character die in the next one to give Ethan the information? I don't want no, that. Because I, 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 I love, I love right. Ving yeah. Rhames, Simon Pegg and Ethan, and like Tom Cruise together. And because uh, Ving Rhames has been in it since the second one and Simon Pegg's the third one. So they've been I, like... I, I, I thought he'd been in it since the first one, Ving. Uh, Ving Rhames. Uh, Ving Rhames. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, he he was in Mission Impossible One. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. he was the one. I can say he, he, he was the main character in that. Don't doubt my knowledge of Mission Impossible. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry. Okay, like I know I'm, I'm not gonna go into that, but no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to. It. I do love how Benji gets manipulated in the airport with the nuclear bomb. That was a tense sequence, and that was. Although that, that kind of brings me on to one of the things that was a little bit kind of like iffy of uh, with the whole thing, um, which is the. Kind of like coincidental kind of like moments. So it's like, which, which feels slightly implausible, but you have to suspend your disbelief. It's a Mission Impossible film, so I'm okay suspending my disbelief in little moments. Uh, I think that was one of them. I, I mean, I didn't mind that. It's them trying to show that the entity, you know, had, had not knows kind of like, can predict what's going to happen and how, how, how to manipulate everything. But it wasn't the entity, was it? I think it was. No, I believe it was. Um, I'm going to quickly look at the plot here quickly. La, 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 la. Um. So, uh, finds it was empty. I'm now confused. Pursues. I thought it was to do with Grace in the end. Oh, was it? Like I think, like it was. It was like Grace placed something. Um, but Grace was working with the entity. Uh yeah, yeah. At that point. Yeah. So obviously, it's a, it's a yeah. Both sequels. But I, I did love that ten sequence because I thought they're not gonna blow up Abu. You know, the yeah. Abu Dhabi International Airport. Jesus Christ, that's not gonna happen. No, I was be... curious to know what, what what did. And I was curious to know how it was gonna play out. It was uh, quite a tense sequence, quite interesting. But yeah, no, I do also love how you know the point of this movie is sometimes going against the entity, like not killing um, Gabriel's character, was the was like a driving force this movie and I do like how that played out on the top of the train yeah I do love the fight sequence for that um I do it's weird how a lot of these Mission Impossible movies yeah. fight on top of a train at the end of the movie that's true so, again it's another nod back to a first film but yeah and luckily no helicopters this time yeah I want to just quickly loop back to finish up my point about coincidences the one coincidence which I did remember seeing the film which was like yeah okay this is a comedic moment but this is so fucking implausible I mean again Mission Impossible, okay, it's going to be implausible, but still, it's it's just when a when an implausible, it's got to have an air of vague plausibility. And for me, it was the uh, it was a point where they were on the train, they're pointing guns at I think it was at Grace who had the key at that point, and then at that precise moment when they're about to fire, oh, yeah. Tom Cruise smashes through the precise window to knock the precise gunman down through the window of his parachute on a train that is moving at super high speed. Uh, that coincidence kind of... Um, that's the only point... In the, that's the main point in the film for me where I saw that and I was like, really? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of liked... It. It, it was so sudden. I was like, okay. It was funny. I, I think that was mainly down for a comedic tone, really. And I think... That's why I liked that sequence, to be honest. But uh, yeah, do you have any? Um, I think I think that's pretty much all we can really say. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering how like it's gonna t- play out in the next one, like how he's gonna defeat the entity, what's yeah. gonna happen, um, so, uh, how they're gonna get onto the sub. For that's one true. Thing. So, I've got no idea where it's gonna end, how how it's gonna end, which would be interesting. I imagine there might, I imagine there might be more. Cause I, I do wonder if at some point now we've now we've got the key. I imagine there might be more kind of like threats from other countries 
because everybody's now he's now out to get that key, uh, or should be. Could so. we have a John Wick situation? Like Could a, be worth trying to hunt him down, yeah. Yeah, because obviously everyone's after him in the fourth movie. Or, or can we shelve um, John Wick Five? Also shelve De- Dead Reckoning Part Two, and combine it to be uh, Mission Impossible John Wick. I'm sorry, but. There's nothing impossible for John Wick because he does things in that final fucking movie that we discussed. Go to Star Yeah, but, 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 but my, my, my plot would be uh, let's have John Wick try and take down, uh, be hard to try and take down Ethan. Um, maybe the entity has framed Ethan for killing another dog of um, Ooh, John Wick's. Ooh, that'd be for kind of fucked up to be honest. But no, anyway, right. <laughs> I think we're going to leave it there, though. Yeah, so I was starting to go to quite a bit of craziness. Yeah, so obviously, people, you know, that was our spoiler discussion. Um, Obviously, you know, we like to have a little bit of a one-minute conversation, uh, under a one-minute conversation before we get into our secret invasion conversation. So, Yeah. yeah. And now, people, you are going to be joining us for our secret invasion review and spoiler discussion. So, I think, like, instead of having a mini conversation, I think we're going to get straight to it. So, James, give us your initial thoughts of these the now they've they fun fact they've put season finale mm-hmm. not series finale on disney plus which is interesting to me okay what's what's the difference well series finale is obviously like you know limited series like stuff the limited series finale but season finale could implicate there could be more okay but i'm because i i think like as we get into the spoiler section that there is definitely more to discuss here i'd be i i'd be up for another season but what are your initial impressions of the air uh, show so just to clarify, spoilers or non-spoilers? Non, this is non-spoiler now. Non, non-spoilers. So, I personally... Well, so, okay, so the show was different from what I expected going into the show. Uh, there are, it, it didn't... I was aware of the comics, never read the comics, but I was aware that the comics changed quite a lot. And it was a bit of a, 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 gear, a gear shift. And the show wasn't that. It was quite safe. Uh, comparatively, uh, so that was so surprised, and that's maybe a slight criticism because it was different from what I was expecting on 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 that front. Uh, but I did enjoy it overall. So it it could have been a bit better. I think it could be it could be some improvement. But it was basically a spy filler, and I do love a spy filler. So I did enjoy it uh, overall. I did enjoy it. Yeah, no, I um. So, my initial pressures of the show. So, I think I'm gonna be a little bit more like a cooler on it than you. I do think Secret Invasion has an issue that a lot of the Marvel shows have to me is that the fact that the pacing is a bit off to me. Yeah. And I think that could have been rectified by possibly cutting the episode, the show down to maybe four episodes. I think because yeah. I think the final episode is quite short. It's like thirty minutes long. But most of the MC shows have this. MC you sh- MCU shows have this. To be honest, I think. One of the exceptions to me is Falcon Winter Soldier. I did quite like the finale for that show quite a bit, to yeah. be honest. And because I think it, like it was a good pace and everything. But I don't get me wrong. I really it did enjoy this show. Yeah. I do just think the pacing could have been adjusted a little bit. And because uh, I, I think like Samuel Jackson's character, Nick Fury, coming back to this, uh, he's a broken man. Yes, yeah. he, he is a broken man. I, I, I liked that, actually. Um, I like that portrayal, that, that difference. Because last time we saw him, I can't remember when it would have been. It was um, it was after Endgame. It was Endgame, I believe. No, no, no. Sorry, it was um, Spider-Man: Homecoming because he was on the ship, wasn't he? Kind of ish, yeah. That that well, okay, yeah, that's true. But for for the last time we 
properly seen him has been a long time ago, to, to be fair. So, but yeah, because we know Nick Fury's being this, uh, and he's, even he's hyped up to be, you know, this really good, really you know, big presence, this big kind of uh, genius kind of like spy. Um, but he is um, grizzled, jaded, um, and yeah, and, and kind of broken. I liked that. I thought that was different. That was different from what I was expecting. Um, I, I enjoyed enjoyed that. One question I have to you is, this is a 200, well, this is supposedly like over a $200 million show. Yeah. Does that show to you? Uh, I suppose it depends on how much. I don't know. Um, in terms of what CGI and stuff, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's some big CGI sequences towards the end. That's a while with, with Marvel shows anyways. Uh, but it's a little hard for me to tell. So I don't really know how much uh, stuff costs. I do think that maybe this did suffer. For, obviously, I think the show did suffer from a lot. Which, to be fair, I think a lot of Marvel and also a lot, a lot of stuff in general is suffering from. It was filmed during COVID. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so, so maybe maybe like the funding things. went to like you know precautionary measures, filming and so sexual. So I know a lot yeah. of this was filmed in the UK, which I thought was great. Like, yeah. I believe um, certain parts of the UK were shown as Russia. Like, I don't think they actually oh, went okay. to Russia for I filming didn't for that. this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do love the fact that they brought other characters back for this. Obviously, you know, um, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos. Yeah. When he's in it, he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I, I just, I just love, I just love his, um, I just love his Australian accent. I just, I think it's great to have a, a scroll of that. Obviously, the last time we saw him was ironically in Homecoming as well, right, yeah. where he played Nick Fury. Really enough, uh, yeah, with Samuel Jackson's character, I definitely agree with you. I do love the fact that he's come back and he is this broken man, and you know, he is, he's. The reason he has come back is it's this is a situation he has to personally deal with. It's not a it's not called the Avengers type movie because there are reasons for that. Yep. It's literally a case of yeah he needs to get the shit done. And his story going into this movie, I do think gets a bit rushed towards the end. But I yeah. do think um, I do love how he, his character shows how his strengths and even though people might think he is broken and not useful he's anymore. He's it kind of thing, yeah. He still proves, don't, don't don't fuck with the motherfucking Samuel L. Jackson, or sorry, Nick Fury. That's true, yeah. I kind of wish we got a motherfucker, though, in, okay. in the show. Yeah. Because we've already had fuck I mean, ones. you're right, if, if Guardians can do it, um, it should be open up flood, floodgates for uh, more fucking... I do, love, <laughs> I, do, I do love the fact that Chris Pratt commented on the fact that he's the first person to say fuck in the MCU yes, yeah, yeah. and not Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, yeah. but, I could, but I would have loved to have actually heard that in the show and that's not really spoiling people, but we'll, yeah. you know, anyway. Obviously, you know, we have the introduction of uh, Kingsley Ben Adia as Gravik, the main villain. How did you feel about him? Sorry, what was his name again? Uh, Kingsley Ben Adia as Gravik. It's an interesting name. I thought. I thought. I thought it's Ben. ben is he stealing Ben Kingsley's name and uh, kind of uh, moving around? Okay. He's but, actually got a very popular year, by the way, because he's in Barbie as a Ken. Oh, okay. This and he's playing yeah. Bob Marley in the Bob Marley biopic. Oh well, nice. Yeah. But I mean, not in all seriousness, I thought I, I actually did like um, this actor. I thought he was really good as a villain. So um, yeah, he, he does the aggression really well, but also kind of like. Um, he, he starts off as being this person all, all in charge and control and kind of um, a counterpoint to basically Fury because he's been doing, been doing stuff with uh, with uh, Subterfuge uh, creating all these like, like um, infiltrate, helping infiltrate uh, various things in, in the world yeah and then towards but as, as it go, the show goes on he gets more and more erratic and things change and um he showed that aspect of him well, showed that transition well. The one thing I like about his character, which I do think he does do a good portrayal of, is he's not like one of these sympathetic villains we got a lot in Marvel recently. That's he is true, just a straight-up villain. That is true, that is true. 
you don't you, you are meant to not like this character from the get go. Really, he has he has. It's the weird thing to is, explain his motivations, but you are absolutely right. Though he's not, yeah. He's a Hans Gruber type character. Although Hans Gruber is um, S tier in terms of oh, of course, yeah, of, no. of villains. But, but I mean, yes, like you know, get, you get villains in a lot of movies point, who though. you don't, who you just don't like, you know, or you they're not meant to have a sympathetic side, or they're not. Well, you there is one point in this show we could go, okay, I could kind of see graphics point to a point, and then he does something, you're like, nah, fuck this guy. Yeah. No, hell no, fuck this guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think Kingsley gave a, a great performance um, in this uh, show. Going on to Mila Clark as uh, Gaia. How, how did you feel about her introduction to the MC? Well, actually, sorry. Emilia Clark's introduction is Gaia, but not Gaia's first introduction into the MC because Gaia is in Captain Marvel as, as the girl that plays with um, uh, the uh, Photon character. Uh, yes, yes. So, but it's Emilia yeah. Clark's first portrayal in the MCU. Okay. Yeah, no, I did. I I, I did enjoy that. Um, it was yeah, it's an interesting story arc for that character. So. Uh, yeah, no, I think um, yeah, she definitely has an interesting story. Like, I I think she could have been in it a bit more. Yeah. Like I do feel I she does maybe disappear like, maybe quite like a lot. Halfway through, kind of like dropped off. Yeah, she so. she disappeared quite a bit, and I think for being such a central character, uh, I do think she should have been in it more, especially only for six episodes. I think. Yeah. You know, there are some characters which I can understand. You know, they're only the nine in for that long, but I do think she was quite integral to the plot, and yeah. I think. That was my one. That was one of my one critiques oh. that she wasn't in it as much, which I would have quite liked to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so going on a bit more. So um, I do want to talk about Don Cheadle and Olivia Coleman. Yes, I was waiting for you to say that. So I don't want to you agree with me, but I thought I thought Olivia Coleman was a standout in Secret Invasion. Hundred percent agree, and I can I'm hoping hoping so much that we get to see much much more of her going forward. Yeah, I think we'll discuss in the spoiler section, but I definitely think. I think she's going to be integral to a certain section of the MCU going so. forward. So, I absolutely loved that character, and I thought she played it absolutely perfectly. Yeah, and I'll, well, Olivia Coleman, whatever she's in, she's she's she absolutely is really stunning. Good. It's, 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 it's amazing seeing her from go go from uh, Peep Show and, and the Queen, Ritual and and Web, yeah, to, to you know, no, being being this big star. But well deserved. She's she's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, in, in, I just rewatched Top anyways. Fuzz recently. Yeah. And you forget she's in that as the as the female police officer. Yeah, because I mean she's because she does she was in all all of kind of like um, Mitchell and Webb's um, shows originally. So yeah, back, back in the day. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, Don Cheadle though as Rhodes. Yeah, with um, it was it was, it was interesting to see this character back. Uh, it's a character which is often um, in a more smaller role in, within the uh, MCU films, but uh, he had much more. Um, screen time this yeah, time. I definitely think you know Iron Man two and Iron Man three were his biggest like you know supporting roles. And I do think Iron Man three specifically shows him become more of his own character and then going towards End Game and everything. Obviously, he is getting his arm awards. And that's now been turned into a movie. It was going to be a show. Okay. And I think um, obviously it's there. They have said that Arm Awards does follow directly on from this. That's interesting. Man. And I, but I yeah. think you know a lot of these characters we can't really talk about until the spoiler section, really, to yeah, be honest. That's true. Um, so I think uh, you know we could talk about uh, one final character, uh, Charlene uh, Woodard as um, Vara or Priscilla Davis. Um, oh yeah, no, that, was, that was another good character, which uh, a character badass as well. A character I wasn't expecting, but yeah, yeah. I've, a lot of these characters we can't really talk about until this uh, spoiler section. Um, I do again. I've spoke briefly about like you know the the runtime for the show. I I was kind of hoping for eight episodes and maybe four episodes. I think it should. Either they could have added a bit, 
or they could have subtracted it or, yeah. or they could have condensed it a bit in my opinion and i did i did love the cinematography i think this it's the mcu shows in the films have had a bit of a cinematography issue in my opinion like right. whereas this does feel like a there wasn't there wasn't a lot of like uh the um the, what, what's the what's the um what's the visual effect called uh, I don't know what VFX. You know the the the, the Unreal. Um, the, I can't remember what it's called now. But anyway. No, I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's not the motion. It's not uh, people. You, if you know what I'm on about, people. I keep saying it for uh, forever. But basically, it was a lot of this was practical. You okay. know, a lot of it, yeah. a lot of it was in person and everything. And there's an entire CGI? sequence in, in the beginning. Um, what's that? CGI. No. Um. Um. The oh, I'm gonna have to Google this. People. Um. Unreal. Um. CGI screen uh, movie. Um, the volume. The volume, volume. that's it. Okay. So the volume has been used for a lot of... C- you know, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania mm. heavily utilised like that technology. Nice. And yeah. I do think this show, the cinematography, cinematography-wise, it's a, it's an excellent shot show. Yeah. yeah. I do think like how it plays out. Um, I don't know, like... It's really weird because for a show called Secret Invasion, we can't really talk about much until the spoiler section, to be honest. But yeah, because it's a secret. So what we'll do is people will um yeah, exactly it's a secret. What we'll do is we'll give a final thoughts, give our um uh, scores, and then we'll yeah. um then we'll wrap it up there and we'll go into our spoiler section. We'll probably have a little tiny bit of a longer spoiler section, but yeah. So do you want to give you a final thoughts, James? So I didn't mind the shorter length episodes, to be fair, and I I did actually did really like the last episode. I, I liked where it went. Uh, and I also like the spy kind of like for kind of genre. I like actually kind of like the fact that it was less superheroiness, um, at least especially in the first, well, at least in the first few episodes. So that kind of I mean that's probably starting to tire of superhero um, drama to be fair because it's been quite oversaturated. Uh, but I did enjoy my time watching this. I wouldn't say I necessarily loved it. It wasn't as good as I was expecting or hoping, but I still enjoyed it. So I'm going to give this a seven. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's that's completely fair. Uh, so I think I'm, I'm generally stuck. I'm I'm almost stuck at a Fergus six, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think I'm gonna get over six point five seven myself, because I do think there is like great narrative plot points here, mm. but I do think it's hindered by the pacing. Yeah. I think the pacing was a big concern for me, and. I, I, there's there's some things I'm going to talk about in the spoiler section specifically, which I think play into that a little bit more, and also specific yeah. characters going forward. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to give this a seven as well. To be honest, so we're going to give this a seven at NMI, and uh, yeah. So obviously, now I think we're going to get into the uh, the spoiler section for um this, and we're going to pre warn you people. We're going to pre warn you that uh, we're going to go into spoiler section in five, four, three, two, one. I knew Rhodes was a squirrel from the beginning. I, I'm a little bit annoyed about that one actually, and it's not got nothing to, nothing to do with the series because I didn't after after the, after the episode he was introduced, and, and, I, and I wouldn't have been expecting it, but I accidentally saw a thumbnail of a YouTube video on my YouTube channel saying I hate those so so, fucking so, much. saying, "Hey, is probably going to be a scroll." It's like, well, fuck's sake! I didn't even click on the freaking video. And it's just, I mean, that's one thing, slight tangent, but seriously, YouTube channels, um, if you're going to have spoilers in your video, fine, don't have spoilers in your thumbnail, don't have spoilers in your title, please. No, I, well, people do that for clicks, really, like, I got spoiled by, um, 
a couple of uh, Ant-Man Quantumania because of uh, yeah. t- YouTube did that. And I didn't want to see it. It's just the, the algorithm, because I'd seen so much behind-the-scenes footage for it, it yeah. just did that. So the reason I think I knew, well, for one, Don Cheadle was acting very strange from the get-go. Like, oh, his yeah. character of, like, firing Fury and everything. And yeah. that's not a Rhodes thing. He, he sticks by his team. But also he's the only Avenger that's in this show. Yeah, it's true. And I think that's the link to, as we discussed with the secret Avenger comic books, this is completely different from like, it takes the very basic premise of scrolls taking over bodies yeah. and everything, which I did love the concept of and how there's a lot more fucking scrolls on this planet than we realized, like yes. over a million of them. Yeah. And I do love the fact that, you know, even though uh, Fury told um, the president that he was, well, he was essentially, the president was saved by a scroll. Yeah, I, that was the one issue I did have. Talos's death was very oh, okay. It's done. Talos is dead. Yeah, that's, that's it. True. Yeah, and there was no like I, I'm sorry, but if you're gonna kill such a prominent character, and the president is just gonna forget that. That was kind of frustrating to me. Yeah, there could be coming dressed perhaps a little bit better. I didn't mind the president going that direction, but I I do agree that there could have been a bit more. Um, he could have been manipulated a bit more into like saying like, yeah. oh maybe he was like you know trying to take you out and himself and everything. And maybe there could be a bit more depth to the character so you understand why he doesn't um, doesn't take a fat fat or doesn't recognize the fat fat. Talos saved him more. I do like um, the fact that Fury called Fury says some that's some one president sh- turn was, president was, shit right that was, there. That was a good line. Uh, yeah, I was, it's it's interesting with the president to be honest. But I, with Rhodes' character, a lot of people are having conversations about this. When was Rhodes taken by the scrolls? Because there's there's two options. There's two choices. Yeah. Right. Basically, it could have been Civil War. Because mm. the last time we saw Rhodes in a robe in a nurse robe was in the end of Civil War, or yeah. it's Endgame. Because he still had his robot legs. But okay. in Falcon Winter Soldier, he doesn't have the mechanical leg support anymore. Which um, means he would have been taken over by that point. Okay, so that's, that's interesting. So, yeah. the two questions are, though, if it was Civil War, that would mean he doesn't know that Tony's dead. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. But if it's Endgame, he would know. Yes. So, I'm wondering, are they going to go the Civil War route? To create that extra, because basically the whole premise of Armor Wars supposedly is yeah. Tony's tech has got out in the world and it's Rhodey's job to get it back. Right. Which I'm, I love the concept of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's Rhodey's film. It's, you know, he, and I'm wondering if it's going to be his legacy of trying to protect Tony's legacy yeah. and him, him realizing like he's passed away and he's trying to protect Tony's legacy because he, he, he wasn't there for like to see Tony die. That would be interesting. It, it, it also kind of like, it would change change Endgame a little bit wouldn't it if yeah because he doesn't he, he doesn't really interact with Tony that much in Endgame mm. he pulls he pulls Peter away he's teary a little bit yeah I'm trying to remember I'm trying to remember him. what's when he had a cameo I'm trying to remember basically it's when Tony's sitting down there Gwen Peter comes Gwen it's Peter um Peter Pepper and um um piper no and uh and uh Rose. i knew you're gonna try and Peter make that P- joke yourself like, but peter piper bits of pepper yeah uh and Rhodes. those are the yeah. three characters that are there and roadie is teary-eyed a little bit but he isn't as emotional as as you know as the other lot and everything which i'm which, which, which also in, i mean i don't have as much faith in vms i mean i like the mcu but if they did plan this far ahead and that was like and these were intentional choices for that great but well, I, even if it wasn't, and they and they and they and they smartly wrote yeah. it to do that, and I think 
that would be a great way to go about but, but there it. Have been, there have been aspects of the MCU. I don't want to be a little bit negative at times. For aspects of the MCU that I do, do love, I think have been great. Um, as I said earlier, I think I'm starting to get a little bit of superhero fatigue. But I, I, I do think... I mean, the fact that I'm still watching it means there's still things that I, love, I really do like about, about the shows. So, um, I mean, the next one is Loki Season 2, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I believe, yeah, that's the next show we have. Well, I did enjoy the first one. Yeah, I, I like I enjoyed Loki Season 1. Um, With the pacing, as I discussed earlier, I, I was a bit annoyed that we didn't get Old Fury till literally the last episode. And even then, it was hardly any of Old Fury. Right, yeah. Like, it was literally, oh, he's put the eye patch on, he's got his gun back. I see. Then the next episode is 30 minutes, and it's not even really Fury. Yeah. He's only in it very briefly, then he leaves. Yeah, I suppose it could have gone into more... I mean, you're right, we could have had more uh, screen time and gone into a bit more depth on, on that aspect. Although I still liked the... I still liked the plan at the end. I, I liked his plan, I thought that was smart. I do think it was interesting, because I was like, why... Because obviously it was actually Gaia in the uh, chamber as well. I was like, why would Fury be inside the chamber as well? Would that not kill him? But then I was yeah. like, oh, she planned. they planned this shit. Okay, that's yeah. quite smart, actually, to make her Super Scroll as well. Let's get on to the Super Scrolls. Yeah. I do like how originally they used Groot, uh, like Black Obsidian. Like they, because obviously they can't use the Fantastic Four, which were the original Can Super Scrolls. Yeah. So Groot is stretching. The Black Obsidian is the thing um, and all that stuff. But I, f- I don't like how they had all the Avengers DNA. Okay. Because it makes them overpowered. That's true. Obviously, I like, I like the idea that Nick Fury was har- harvesting all the, all the Avengers DNA. I like that idea. But isn't Carol Danvers but... powers from an Infinity Stone, not her blood? I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. Comic but book mumbo jumbo. But well, I'm, I'm hoping that you like Gaia, because like, Gaia is yeah. technically the most powerful character in the MCU now. Yeah. I hope they depower that in going forward. I hope maybe she keeps some of the abilities, but she loses the Captain Marvel power because yeah. if you have the same strength as Captain Marvel... I mean, I want to see... I, I love the setup at the end, where, again, with Olivia Colman's character. Um, We're going to come back to her definitely now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love I loved the way it was set up where Guy's going to be working with Olivia Colman's uh, character. Olivia Colman's character being... Well, it's a spoiler, actually, so no. Being... Uh, and an agent for MI6, I believe. Yes, no, and uh, Sonia, Sonia Falsworth, like, we see a proper torture sequence in this show. Oh, like, when, yeah. That torture yeah, sequence yeah. is brilliant. And I love how she... Did, did, have you seen the Harry Potter movies? Yes, I have. Yep. She reminds me of Dolores... Do- Dolores... Dol- Dolores Umbridge? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She has a peppy attitude. I see what you mean, yeah. yeah and but... she dresses a bit like her as well, but I do love how um that played out. And... I do think how like we have, we have a uh, Black Knight coming into okay. the MCU. He was in uh, Eternals. Right. That was Kit Harington's character. Oh, okay, not. And he uh, he's a not, British agent. Not John Cleese's character. No, okay. no. Not, he's a not, British not, not, agent. Not Black from, like uh, um, the British. Well, also yep. there's rumors. Rumors. I'm hoping it's true that we're going to get Captain Britain. Okay. But he's more, he's actually more linked to Arthurian law. So he has like Arthurian powers, which I quite like that. Like basically the MCU's, well, the comic book version of the British superheroes are more magical based, okay. which I, I quite like the idea of like a lot right. more magic based and everything. Yeah. And having so, maybe Sonya falls, uh, falls with as the, the Nick Fury of the British yeah. Avengers, essentially. Uh, I, I, I like that idea going yeah. forward. How do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, I don't know. I, I, it may be seen for me. 
I want to know. I'm, I'm not sure. There's a little part of me, and I was kind of thinking about this when I started watching Secret Invasion. Anyways, there's a little part of me which is always going to be, which was like, I'm probably going to take a hiatus from the uh, MCU uh, franchise after Secret Invasion. I mean, my hope going into Secret Secret Invasion was that it was going to be uh, have a bit more big changes to the MCU, and that might kickstart my no, no re ignite my interest because now we've had some big revelations didn't really happen like that it was more maintaining the status quo i was kind of hoping for maybe um like a bigger reveal from the from the scrolls like maybe yes. even the president was a scroll right. i thought that would have been like a higher like level of um you know a reveal or olivia coleman was a scroll herself i would have no i would have hated that olivia coleman's too too good a character as an as an MI, mm. as as no, uh, no, I wouldn't have, would not have liked that. Did but you expect to see any of the other Avengers though? In the final I expected, episode? I expected to potentially. Uh, well, I'd hope to see going in, going into the show at the start of the show. I was expecting for at least one um, of the major uh, Avengers, one of the major Avengers to be revealed as even Hawkeye possibly. Yeah, I think Hawkeye probably would have been there. But yeah, I mean, any any of that could have worked. It depends on how you handle it. But if it didn't, nece- it didn't necessarily need to be an evil Avenger. Hey, they could have an evil uh, scroll. They could have been one of the good scrolls. Yeah. But um, still having that kind of reveal um, would have been better. Would was what I was expecting because of of the comic source material it was adapting. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I do, um, I do think going forward, like how how Secret Invasion is going to play out going forward. Like, is there, is there going to be like a whole scroll? like narrative going forward as well I, I was i'm kind of hoping there is like i'm um, yeah. with amelia clark's character they're obviously going to keep bring her back for something big later on yeah. um i just there was something on the tip of my tongue actually in regards to like, oh yes that's it one character we didn't speak about because we couldn't really talk about her it's gonna be kobe smolder's character yeah yeah i was kind of pissed off with that i'm not gonna lie i remember you saying to me actually that did she not like like saying like a Twitter or something that Secret Invasion was going to reveal a lot more behind her character? Yeah, and she was. She, and that she, was just yeah, yeah, and and I loved the subterfuge of that, and yeah. also um, uh, Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross, yeah, heavily advertised in the trailers as well, and oh, I he, didn't was, know that. he was a scroll. Yeah. I I was kind of, kind of really kind of hoping that like maybe Kobe Smart. Did you ever watch Agents of Shield? Nope. So, but obviously you knew that, like, I knew, um, what, yeah. I knew what it is. Now. I was kind of hoping that she had the like the Coulson route and everything, because I, right, yeah. you know, I really liked her character. She's been in it since like the Avengers and everything, and like yeah. she was very prominent in Spider Man Homecoming as well. Yeah. Um, I think she was in Far From Home. She was in Far From Home as well. I just, I, I really, I really wish her character was would have stuck around more. And also Maria Hill is a very prominent MCU character because she actually takes over. Like sword and sh- a shield at one point. Okay. Like she and it really did frustrate me that her character died. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I'm I'm kind of hoping they could. I suppose we need to do to have some kind of um, major kind of like changes, like se- seismic shifts. I d- I do like the shock of it, like yeah. the fact that Fury it wasn't Fury, and also the fact that the last thing she saw was Fury shooting yeah, her, which I yeah. thought was very fucked up, and also. Yeah. Like I do like how that played out. It showed like the aspect of like uh, Gravik's character. He ain't he's a fucking yeah. asshole from the get go. Yeah. Like I do love the fact that actually, one thing we haven't spoken about really. The only reason Fury is as big as he is is because of the scrolls. Yes. That's the only reason how powerful he is is because of the scrolls. Yeah, yeah. And how do how do you how do you feel about like Fury not being? He's intelligent as fuck. Yeah. But to get to the point he is, he needed the scrolls. 
I mean, I didn't mind that. I suppose it gives, gives, gives a bit more background. I don't think every character needs to be overpowered, especially someone like Nick Fury, who it doesn't have superpowers. <coughs> so I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. I was like, I was, I was okay with that as a justification. I, I don't. I think Fury's always been like a badass character to me, and I, yeah. it kind of downplays him a little bit. The fact that he, mind you, he's always going to have a network out there, which I do, I do like how they did that, and. Yeah. Someone believes that they actually seen when the Avengers um, compound is getting sorted in Endgame that they do think they saw basically. Um, sorry, my 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 PC went off then for a second. People, make sure that you don't have that pinging. But basically, yeah. Um, with the Avengers compound, they believe they did see all the blood getting taken away in the, in the actual Avengers movie. Yeah. Like at the end, like you see a helicopter going off with wreckage, and so okay, that would have been very interesting how that played out. To be honest, if like they did have plots for that. But I'm just wondering how, again, I wonder how Armor Wars is going to come about. Because like, obviously there was this whole aspect in regards to Falcon Winter Soldier. One of the characters was manipulating the system. I thought she was going to come back, actually. Mm. Uh, Sharon Carter, the blonde, the, blonde, the niece of... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was kind of hoping she was going to be a scroll. She was oh, going to come back. and Because it was very off character for her to be like an ally of Captain America. And then... Oh, oh, of course. Oh, yeah, no, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Because she's manipulating the markets in the underground. I forgot about that plot in the... Um, oh, what show was that one? Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier, yeah. That would have been a good... I think that would have been a very good twist. Like, she she was a she was a scroll as well. Yeah, yeah. I just... I don't know how it's going to be going forward, to be honest. And, but we'll see. So, obviously, you know, we gave this a 7 out of 10. I, I, I quite enjoyed the show. You did as well. I did, yeah. Um, I think it could have been... It could have been a bit more. They could have done a bit more for the show, in my opinion. Yes, yeah. And but we'll we'll see how that does going forward. So obviously with um with NMI, uh, we like to do give you our spoilers. We like to give you our reviews. Uh, we obviously like to definitely pre warn you with our spoilers. Unlike YouTube <clears throat> thumbnails that yep, me and James yep. hate ridiculously. It's not like the spoiler I got on BBC comments. Really? For the oh. Tony Deaf, Tony's Deaf in Endgame. Oh, okay, yeah. Didn't see it on Twitter. Didn't see it on Facebook. Fucking BBC comments for a completely different news article. Oh, that's fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely disgusting. I hated it so much. But anyway, people, you know, we're going to be giving you some good episodes coming up. Actually, we're going to be doing our Witcher season three part two review soon. Yep. Uh, we're also we're gonna try and get our Oppenheimer or Barbenheimer review sorted. Like James is gonna watch Oppenheimer. I'm gonna watch Barbie, yep. and then we'll do a nice combo episode there. I'm definitely going to be dressing up as Ken in the CGI, the pixel version of this, and we'll put James in a nice fedora for okay. for the air. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. take that. I'll take that. A nice little hat. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. And uh, also, we do have a nice little nuclear bomb uh, animatic for when we do release double episodes. So that'd be quite interesting to possibly reuse that. What else do we have? We have the retro. So I mean, I mean, what we should do? We should have you dress up as Barbie, but with a fedora. Barbie. What do we like? Because because that, 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 that is Barbara Heimer. That is combining the two. I mean, you're gonna be Ken then. Then you could, yeah, you could have you could have me in like uh, Oppenheimer's suit, perhaps. But then you can make me look like Ken yeah. as well. Kind of completely, kind of like make both both images of us combinations of both Barbie. Oh, and I'm definitely being Barbie. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely drawing myself. I'm keeping the beard though. Fair. I'm definitely keeping the beard for the episode though. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a retro games episode, which is going to be really fun. Uh, we're going to have some more reviews coming out as well. So I'm going to be watching um, a few other shows coming up soon. Uh, 
Blue Beetles coming out in a, in a few weeks' time. Don't know if you're interested in seeing that yourself. I just, I'm starting to get superhero fatigue, um, so I know that, that, one, that okay. one is a miss for that's, me. That's absolutely fair. So Retro Games episode, what else are we going to have coming up? Oh, you actually wanted to do a revisit of the time in fl- the time uh, loops. I, well, I, well, yes, in, in a way. Not necessarily time loops per se, but time travel. So an idea I had for an episode was that um, a bunch of us will... Uh, get together and nominate and, and talk about a film which best represents how they think time travel would work if it was possible. Uh, I think that could be quite a uh, interesting discussion. We're still going to do the drunk review or the drunk review. I definitely want to do. I've still held off watching Cocaine Bear, but okay. I think we might do something in Renfield. I think we might try and find a different movie as well. Okay. Also, I'm thinking about starting to do some retro film reviews, like go back and movies. I'd be we... I'd be off that. We could. We could each choose a uh, film we love. Perhaps. I mean, I'm holding my favourite film right now, the film The Last Starfighter. I My favourite film of all time. Might do a retro review, review for that. Maybe like retro review episode and we we have like one episode where we review our favourite, like one of our favourite films like from yeah. ever. And we like, we get re- rewatch and see how it plays might out today. Do, uh, might do another Tom Cruise film. Interesting. Might I'm do wondering. One, might do the, the, the classic Tom Cruise, well, not classic anymore, but might be. Um, the, the, no, no, no. The film where he plays a villain, which is really good. I know exactly the film you're on about. Collateral. It's yes, a brilliant movie. It's an absolutely brilliant movie. And one of the only films he's ever played a villain. I, I believe so. It's, even though he was phenomenal um, as, as as a villain in that, I thought it was really, really good. Well, it's the same with comedians, is it? Same as like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey as well, like playing villains in yeah. movies as well. But anyway, I think we're going to leave it there, James. Um, I, I Thank you for joining the podcast today. Yeah, no, it's been really good. I enjoyed it. And definitely looking forward to seeing Mission Possible Dead Reckoning Part 2. And also definitely looking forward to talking The Witcher with you because we are going to have a lot to discuss in that episode. I, have a, I do have a lot. Uh, I've got a lot to talk about, absolutely. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward oh, to well that. Oh, will do. I haven't seen the second part now, but I know I will. Yep, well, there's three episodes left for us to watch and possibly be disappointed with, but we'll see how that plays out. I think uh, I'll be okay with it, but also frustrated um, at some on some level. Well, but kind of resigned to the fact that it is as it is and I don't mind it it's okay well we will find out next week actually we will definitely find out next week yeah because we'll be we'll probably be reviewing that Tuesday we'll probably release the episode next Friday for that yeah. or maybe a bit earlier to seeing how we go with it. but anyway people we're going to leave it there if you've got any questions queries or compliments please please feel free to email us at nmipodcastoutlook.com that's nmipodcastoutlook.com we are actually looking at getting our discord set up for the community soon for people to start coming into the community like getting all the moderation set up and everything so people can start coming in and kind of joining us there for chats uh, if you want to find our socials search at nmicast or just go onto google and search at nmicast or need more info and my uh, when you need more info and you'll find us on google which is pretty awesome but yeah i've been your host nate i'd like to thank james again for joining me today yep cheers it's been good right and then we'll see you next time people bye-bye bye, bye.